It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Angels get swept again for the second straight series. They have lost nine of their last 10, and they're 8-25 and since the trade deadline. Man, it's tough to be an Angel fan right now. Let's rant a bit, friends. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Mike Frisch, one half of Locked On Angels. Johnny went to a Counting Crows concert last night, so he did not make the show. And rightly so, he went to Count Crows and we're counting losses because the Angels just can't get a victory, right? Hey, it's our second season at Locked On Angels, and we're excited to be here, even though the Angels are not exciting at all. And if you are a Locked On Everydayer, tomorrow's your day, because it will be Fan Mail Friday, and we would love to hear from you. You can get at us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Super Halo Bros, and on Twitter, at Locked On Angels. Of course, you can comment below. You can send us a direct message. There is a voicemail line that you can call that's in the show description. Hey, on today's show, we're going to talk about Zach Neto. We're also going to talk about what accountability looks like when it comes to Phil Nevin and his players. But first, let's talk about that terrible, awful, no good, very bad game last night. And I feel like I am just repeating myself every single time I'm talking about this team. The Angels lost 10-3. to Patrick Sandoval was on the mound. And Sandy just looks terrible. He went five innings, gave up seven hits, seven runs. He walked four, struck out three through 107 pitches. And he just looks terrible. He looks like a fifth starter or maybe a swing starter. He just does not look like a competitive pitcher out there. Every time he goes out there, it just doesn't look like he wants it. But that's me just kind of reading into the situation. What I'm seeing with my fan eyes is somebody who goes up two strikes and then can't get the final strike. Ends up walking somebody or ends up giving a hit. A lot of pitches right down the middle. A lot of meatball pitches. And it just feels like he's really regressed. And in fact, I I think he has. And I blame Matt Wise. I know that Sandoval is responsible for himself, but I think Matt Wise has really messed up 
Patrick Sandoval. I think Matt Wise, and we've talked about him on this show ad nauseum, I think he's a terrible pitching coach because he can't even get these guys to look good, to be competitive. These guys have struggled and struggled and struggled. And quite honestly, it's really frustrating as a fan. It's really irritating as a fan to watch these young guys who are controllable for the next couple of years, to watch them just struggle and not be competitive, especially in games against the Baltimore Orioles. And I know that they're a really good team, but we saw two pitchers, Kenny Rosenberg and Reed Detmers, have quality starts against the Orioles. And Patrick Sandoval just isn't able to do that now. He's just kind of struggling through five innings. He looks labored. He looks frustrated. He lacks energy. And he's really regressed. And then on the offensive side, the Angels are just not competitive. They don't really have very many competitive at-bats. And I know that Marcus Tim's philosophy is to go up there and to swing at the first pitch and to swing at pitches in your zone. But gosh, these guys just aren't competitive. They're not getting ahead. They're not making that pitcher throw pitches. They're not wearing him out. They're swinging at pitches and they're terrible pitches. A lot of pitches outside of the zone. It feels like I feel like the Angels are just showing up to work and getting paid for it. Wouldn't you like to show up to work and get paid for it? Whether the results were there or not, whether the metrics were there or not, like they just have this kind of no big deal mentality. And I'm going to talk about Phil Nevin in the third segment today, but I, I know that his conversation has been, well, you know, these guys are prepared and they're going out and trying to do what they can do. Certainly doesn't look like it. Certainly doesn't look like they're excited to be there. Certainly doesn't look like they're thrilled to be there. And even the guys that have been good this year, like they they haven't been good in the last few games. I know Brandon Drury has probably been our, our best hitter in the last few games, but can't do it alone. And then add on top of that, Shohei Otani's not in the lineup. And here's the guy who is a, probably our only threat in the lineup. And he wasn't cleared to play. It looked like he was going to try to play yesterday, but he said he just wasn't ready yet. And Phil Nevin said that they're, they're just going to take it day by day. They're not going to put him on the IL because they want to make him available when he's ready to be available. But it just looks like a, a pathetic team, man. And, and I know this feels like you watched and listened to this show every single day this week. The show that I did by myself earlier this week without Johnny. I think I said the same thing. Uh, we, we just There's no more words to describe how terrible this team is, how pathetic this team is. And there's nothing really even to get excited about because a lot of the young pitchers that we could bring up, we traded away, and then we put all the pitchers that we traded for on waivers, and they're gone, right? Like There isn't anything really to get excited about. I know that we can celebrate uh, Nolan Shanuel, who got on base for the 15th straight game. He tied Darren Erstad's angel record. That's good. I know Renjifo hit a home run. That's good. If you're interested in more about Louis Renjifo, check out our show yesterday. We did a whole segment on him and why he's actually been better. But I know that there's frustrations with him because it feels like he's getting a lot of hits during garbage time. And yeah, it's garbage time right now. I think that the numbers we shared yesterday are, are evidence that he's probably not just a garbage time player. I think that he just needs consistent playing time. But it's, it's hard to celebrate that, isn't it? It's hard to get excited about that, isn't it? And speaking of Shohei... Chris Russo, Mad Dog Chris Russo, is somebody that I'm not a huge fan of, and we've talked about him on this show because he's got a big mouth and he's said a lot of really terrible things and had some really terrible takes over the years, especially this year. 
But he did say something yesterday that I 100% agree with. He said that Shohei Otani should have the surgery so that he can rehab in the offseason so that he can be ready for 2024. And I 100% agree with him. He talks about how Bryce Harper did the same thing. Bryce Harper had the surgery, rehabbed over the offseason, and then slowly came back. And now look what Bryce Harper's doing for the Phillies. Shohei Otani, I think he needs to have the surgery or the procedure or whatever it is that he and his agent decide to do. And I think he needs to do it right now. Because if this guy wants to be ready for next season and he wants to be at full capacity, I think especially if he's going to have Tommy John surgery, he's going to have to get the UCL repaired. I think it's time for him to have surgery and it's time for him to have surgery right now because there's no reason for him to play, especially with the risk of other injuries. He's got the oblique strain. He said there was a little bit of inflammation. There's no reason for him to play. As Angel fans, I want to see him. As Angel fans who are showing up to the stadium, we want to root for him. There's really no other reason why we're showing up, right? There's no other player that we're really excited about. There's no other person that we want to see. The fans are still packing in Angel Stadium, so good on you. But quite honestly, I think he needs to call it a day, and he needs to have the surgery. And and maybe he doesn't want to have the surgery because he's not wanting to not wanting to lose out on the MVP race, I guess. Maybe he's trying to get to 50 home runs. I wonder if they're concerned about the potential of maybe not having the contract for next season. Maybe the money isn't going to be there. The years aren't going to be there. I think he's the American League MVP. I don't think there's any question about that. And I think if he called it a day right now, he would win the MVP. He, he might not win it unanimously, and maybe that's what they're going for. But I think what's best for Shohei is that he should have the surgery and take the rest of the year off and rehab in the offseason. I think that's the best move. There's no reason why he should risk it for this team. And, and I'm a guy who loves Shohei. I'm a guy who loves the Angels. I'm a guy who wanna wa- uh, wants to watch him play. But man, there's no reason for him to be on this field because this team is not competitive. They're not exciting. And they don't look like they even want to be there. They're just showing up and getting a paycheck and swinging the bat and throwing a bit of the baseballs and pitching. And, hey, is it nine innings yet? Okay, we can go home. It's what it feels like, right? Can you tell I'm frustrated? <laughs> like, super frustrating to watch this team. And we can continue to watch them until the end of the year. I wish that we could fast forward it, but right now we can't. The Angels do play the Guardians at 638 tonight. And you can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. And coming up on Locked on Angels, we're going to talk about Zach Neto. Because I think Zach Neto is the key to the Angels' success. And I'll explain in just a moment. Locked on Angels is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that each player is a perfect fit. And the same comes to your vehicle Every part needs to fit just right, so the next time that you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With the eBay Guarantee Fit, you can be sure that every part that you get fits just right the first time around. They have this thing called the My Garage, which is fantastic. You just add your ride to My Garage, and you can look for the, the green check mark. And when the green check mark comes up, it tells you, hey, that part's going to fit, and it's perfect for your vehicle. And if they're wrong, you get your money back, which is a great guarantee. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. Get the right parts and the right fit with the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. The eBay guarantee fit is only available to U.S. customers.
Really grateful that you are here with me on Locked On Angels. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Uh, We're watching the games, so you don't have to. So we're going to break down all of the games. But the thing that I want to point your attention to is what's happening tomorrow. It is Fan Mail Friday. We would love to hear from you. Get your questions in. We're going to record on Thursday. So as soon as you watch this show, start commenting, start tweeting at us. Get us on Instagram at Super Halo Brothers and at Locked On Angels on Twitter. And we would love to answer your questions. And there is a voicemail line that's in the show description. You can give us a call. We would love to hear the sultry sounds of your voice. The Angels do play the Guardians, so some familiar faces are coming back. Lucas Giolito, who, by the way, gave up nine runs in his last start. So it wasn't just the Angel curse. That guy's having a tough, tough year. We'll also see Matt Moore and Reynaldo Lopez. The Angels are playing the Guardians at 638 Pacific time, and you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Uh, just search Angels. All right, let's talk a bit about my new favorite player, Zach Neto. Zach Neto is on the injured list right now, but he's rehabbing and his first at bat in his rehab assignment was a home run. So the guy's already starting to warm up. He had a bit of uh, back stiffness and back inflammation. And so they're making sure that he is healthy and ready to go. Uh, The reason why I want to talk about Zach Neto is because I think he's the key to the angels success. Let me explain. Uh, Watching the Orioles over the last few days, we've been able to see Adley Rutschman and watch him closely. Guy's really, really good. Saw this stat earlier this week. Thought it was fantastic. Through the first 258 games of Adley's career, the O's are 152 and 106. The previous 258 games before Adley got to the Major League roster, the O's were 91 and 167. This guy has brought a winning culture the second he stepped on that field. Adley Rutschman has been the key to Baltimore's success. Words like leader, energizer, captain, are regularly used when they talk about Adley Rutschman. He is fantastic for Baltimore. Here's why I bring it up. I think that Zach Neto is our Adley Rutschman. I think Zach Neto is the guy that brings a winning culture on the field for the Halos. Here's some stats. The Angels are 38 and 29 when Zach Neto appears in a game. They're nine games over 500 when that boy is playing shortstop. And when he's on the field, he brings excellent D. He's got great hustle. He's got a fantastic arm. You can tell that he's focused and energized, and that's been the number one complaint from Phil Nevin about this team. We'll talk about that in a minute. And he brings a lot of energy to this team. He brings a lot of fire. And and that's really what this team needs, right? But more importantly, they need someone to lead the way that raises the expectations of what this team can actually accomplish. And I think Zach Neto is that guy. He can bat leadoff and be successful. He can bat ninth and be successful he's shown to have some power i mentioned that he hit a home run in his first rehab assignment assignment i think zach netto is the player that can turn this losing culture around if that guy can stay on the field and stay healthy i think he's the guy that could actually be the leader of this team into the future and the future could start next season and the reason why i believe that is not just because of what the numbers say But I think Angel history has proven that when the Angels have a really strong shortstop, 
they actually are a really successful team. Let me take you back to 1995. The Halos were in the race for the AL West championship, the AL West title. And they were battling the Seattle Mariners, and they were up on them for a bit. And then at the end of the year, they lost their lead and lost the last game of the of the year to the Mariners. And it was heartbreaking. It was frustrating. And it was a shorter season because they were coming off the 1994 strike, and they moved into the 95 season. So it was a bit of a shorter season. But this team won 78 games that year. It was the first time they finished over 500 in about five or six years in the 90s. Here's the numbers that I thought were really fascinating. The Halos were 26 games over 500 at one point. And they were 26 games over 500 when Gary DeSarcina was starting at shortstop and was in the lineup. And then Gary got hurt. And the Angels then went 16 games under 500 when Gary wasn't in the lineup. He was the straw that stirs the drink. He was the fire starter. He played great defense. That year, he was hitting over 300. He made the all-star team. It was the first year that Gary put it all together. He had some pretty solid years before that and some solid years after. But that 1995 season was just an incredible stellar year for Gary DeSarcina. And he was their shortstop. And I think that that's really the key to this team being successful, to the Angels being successful, when they have a really good shortstop. Let me take you to 2002. The Halos had David Eckstein at short, and they won the World Series. In three years after that, they had Orlando Cabrera at shortstop, and the Angels went to two playoffs in three years with Cabrera at shortstop. The shortstop in 08 and 09, two of the maybe the best years in Angel history, Eric Ibar. The last time the Angels were in the playoffs, Eric Ibar in 2014 was playing shortstop. I think that the shortstop position sets the tone for the infield and for the team. I think the defense up the middle matters. I think the offense matters. I think where they bat matters. I think the leadership matters. And I think, honestly, that a shortstop that is actually a really great leader can change the trajectory of this team. And history has proven that. Even recent history with Zach Neto. I think a full season of Zach Neto, friends, gosh, I think that that could be an incredible game changer for us, for the Halos, for this entire team. So, Zach, get healthy because this team, they desperately need you. All right, let's talk about the Angels manager, Phil Nevin. Phil, on Monday, called a meeting, a players meeting with all of his team and all of his coaches. And after that meeting, he was asked about how it went. Here's what he said. Hey, I'm not angry with these guys. There's no reason to be angry with them. I've said it all along. They come in, they prepare, they practice, they play to win. That hasn't changed for me. I've mentioned focus a couple of times, which with a young group, with young players, you have to stay on them about that part of it. There's no part of this team that has shown quit, that has shown a lack of fire, a lack of intensity, a lack of anything. It's just where we are right now. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. 
And we've lost a little more than we've won. Man, I hated that quote. And, and the reason why I hated that quote is because I know that Phil sees more than what we see. And so when we say, I say that this team feels like there's a lack of focus, that this team feels like there's a lack of preparedness, Phil says it actually is not the case. The only thing that he would say is there is a bit of a lack of focus, and he said that that's because the team is young and they're learning. But I, I hated that quote because he also said, hey, you win some and you lose some and we've lost more than we've won. That just doesn't sound like a manager who's motivating his team and inspiring them to win. And I know that they're out of it. And maybe it's just kind of his, I'm tired, I'm over it, I'm ready for the season to end, so I'm not going to say anything controversial sort of statement to the to the media. Feels very angels, right? Angels really don't say anything too aggressive. They don't say anything too controversial. They say what needs to be said. And I get that. I get that philosophy. You don't want to cause a bunch of ruckus and mess in the media. But I think that one thing that really stands out to me is that idea of focus. But more importantly, what really stands out to me is this question. So what kind of accountability is there for this team? I mean, if he thinks that they're really prepared – and if he thinks that they're, they're, they're really going out there with a lot of energy and they're really going out there to, to work really hard and they're losing some focus, then, then why are they losing? Why, why are they falling apart? How come they're just not competitive? Why'd they get swept by the A's? Why'd they get swept by the Orioles? I mean, the Orioles are better than the A's, obviously. But if we're going to get beat, we, we probably should get beat by the Orioles, right? Quite honestly, like they're not winning. And they're not competitive in those games. And I wonder what the accountability structure is for the players. Like, like what the heck's going on, Phil? That's what I would want to ask him. I would want a real honest conversation. Like, what does this team need? Like, are, are they not being held accountable? Are they not taking responsibility? Like, I remember when Renjifo lost focus in a game earlier this year. And he got yanked. And rightly so. And I think that that's accountability. I wonder what the accountability structure is for the Angels. Like, what does Phil do if they don't hit? Do they take extra batting practice? That hasn't been reported. I haven't seen it. Have you? Do, if they mess up in the uh, infield, if they have a lot of errors and they're not doing well, like when Squid was on the team and he threw over the first baseman's head three or four times, does he have to take extra fielding? I haven't seen it hasn't been reported. It just feels like there is no accountability on this team. And I would really be interested to see like what the Dodgers do or what the Braves do. And, and maybe there isn't accountability in the way that I've described it on the Dodgers and on the Braves because they have leaders in the clubhouse who are not going to allow laziness and lack of focus and lack of energy to lead the way. Just doesn't feel like that happens with the Halos. Which is why, back to our second segment, I think Zach Neto needs to come back sooner rather than later. Because I think Neto is the guy that actually raises the bar. The, the team seems to rally around him. They don't rally around Mike. They don't rally around Shohei. But they seem to rally around Zach Neto. They seem to want to win when he's on the field. So I wonder what it is about him that brings about a responsibility or an accountability to this team. I'd be really curious to see what accountability looks like, what responsibility looks like. 
I get like not being mad at his players. Getting mad doesn't necessarily solve anything. But I do think accountability does. I, I, I lead an organization. I, I lead a church. And, and I've had to let go a really great friend. I've had to fire him. I had to demote another really good friend. Had to move them to a different position. It was terrible. It sucked. Didn't want to do it. But because things weren't moving in the direction that we had hoped for, that we had planned for, that we had talked about, that they signed the dotted line on, then we had to make adjustments. We had to make moves. And the best part is that they understood because they knew that it wasn't going well and a change needed to be made. And I wonder if that's it. I wonder if these players know that nothing's going to happen. And so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I wonder if on the Dodgers or if on the Braves, they know something's going to happen. And so they're not comfortable. So they don't settle. They don't sit back and say, well, no big deal. They're constantly wondering if they're going to lose their job. They're constantly wondering if they're going to be demoted. They're constantly wondering if somebody else is going to start for them, if they're going to be yanked from the game. Or they're constantly wondering if maybe I got to take some more ground balls or I got to go out and hit a bit more. I think that what you see from a winning culture versus our culture in Anaheim is that these guys in a winning culture are taking responsibility. They're owning their, their piece of the pie. They're deciding to be accountable to each other. And they're not allowing the manager to hold them accountable. They're holding each other accountable. And I think that that's the major issue in Anaheim. They're waiting for the, coach, the coaches to tell them what to do. They're waiting for the coaches to get mad at them. And then when the coaches get mad, they're probably kind of kind of shocked, right? I had, a, I had a personal conversation with somebody that I, I care about recently, and they had talked about a, a decision that they made. And when they made that decision, they had this expectation that the person that it hurt, it was going to cause maybe distance in their friendship, in their relationship. And when it didn't, the person who caused kind of the mess in the relationship was shocked, was surprised that there wasn't accountability. And so they just kept doing what they were doing before because the person that was hurt by what they did didn't do anything. Just kind of said, ah, no, no big deal. And they just moved forward. And they were shocked by that. And they were actually looking for accountability. I think the angels are looking for accountability. And I think that they're looking in the wrong direction if they're looking at Phil Nevin, Matt Wise, Marcus Timms, and those guys. I think they need to look at each other. I think they need to look each other in the eye and say, this is unacceptable and we're not allowing this anymore. I get that they're terrible. Eight and 25 since the trade deadline. I get it. But maybe they could take some pride and actually try to put in a better effort to finish the season. Like, let's win, let's win today. And then if we win today, let's win tomorrow. Like, what if they put a winning streak together? It doesn't even feel like they have any sort of drive to, to, to do anything more than to just show up, to just be there, to just collect a paycheck. And that is deeply, deeply disappointing. This is not the same team that they were at the beginning of the year, even though it's a lot of the same players. I know there's injuries. I, I get all of that. But this is not the same team because they can't even come out and be competitive against the A's. And they can't even come out and actually score some runs against the Orioles. Hold a lead. They had the lead in game two, and Esty blew it. I think these guys, these players, need to look at each other and say, I'm doing my job, and you need to do your job. And I think Phil Nevin needs to find his leaders in the locker room 
especially if he thinks he's going to come back next year. He needs to find those leaders. Maybe maybe those leaders are on the IL. Maybe it is Zach Neto. Maybe it is Mike Trout. Something's got to change on this team because this is terrible. It's awful. It's no good. It's a very bad team. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. The Angels do play the Guardians at 6.38 tonight, and you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels, and you can follow us on Twitter, or X, I guess is what it's called. You can follow us there at Locked On Angels, and then at Locked On Angels and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And then, obviously, we want you to ask ask some questions, and, and get your thoughts to us. Respond to what I said today. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this team and focus and accountability because tomorrow on Locked on Angels is Fan Mail Friday. So that's going to be a really fun conversation. Johnny will be back joining us for Fan Mail Friday. Thanks for hanging with me today. I'm looking forward to our conversation on Locked on Angels tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.